Well, we're going we're gonna to look in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 26. We're going we're gonna to start there and we're going to read the first 11 verses of that chapter. And now, Lord, as we turn to your word, I pray that you would uh, speak to us, speak to our hearts, give us ears to hear, move upon us, Lord, to want to always offer you our best, to give you our best. And so, Lord, I pray your blessing on these next moments together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'll just keep talking and then we'll get it adjusted as I talk. But Deuteronomy chapter 26, the first 11 verses. And it shall be when, the Lord, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and put it in a basket, and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is the priest in those days, and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come into this country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a Syrian about to perish when he went down to Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, and there became a great nation, great, mighty, and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey." And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, has given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So shall you rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. Well, throughout the Old Testament, we see a number of various offerings and sacrifices that the people of Israel would offer to the Lord. Some were required, and some were free will offerings unto the Lord. But whatever the offering, it was the first, it was the finest, it was the best, it was the choicest that belonged to the Lord. In Exodus 13, 2, we see that the firstborn of both man and beast belonged to the, to the Lord. The firstborn children, the males only, were dedicated to the service of the Lord, and the firstborn of the sheep and goats and the livestock, if they were acceptable, they had to be without spot, without blemish, they were dedicated for the sacrifice to the Lord. So the children, firstborn, for the service of the Lord, firstborn of the livestock, for the sacrifice to the Lord. And this was done as a reminder that at Passover, at that very first Passover when the children of Israel were brought out of Egypt, the firstborn of Israel were spared while the firstborn of all the Egyptians were lost. 
That's what this first, uh, this firstborn, this first offering to the Lord was to remind the people of. The firstborn of Israel was saved, was spared in, in the deliverance from Egypt. Now, in our text for today, we see a special offering called the first fruits. This was an offering of the first fruits of the produce of the ground. We see that in verse 2. And when the first fruits were offered, the people were to worship before the Lord. See verse 10. Uh, the people were to say, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, has given me, and then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And so worship accompanied this offering, this offering of the first fruits. They were to worship God. It wasn't just a routine thing that they would do. Okay, the first fruit goes to the Lord. There you go, Lord, and get on with their day. No, they brought their first fruits and then they worshiped. They worshiped as they brought that first fruits to the Lord. And then they were also to rejoice, verse 11, to rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. So when we give to God, when we give our offering, when we give our service, may it always be done with worship and may it always be done with rejoicing. That's what the Lord requires. It's not about so much the offering, but it's about the, the heart that gives it. As, as Pastor Mitchell said, it's, it's about our hearts. The Lord looks on our hearts. And so we, we give our offerings. We give the first fruits unto the Lord. Now, what is, what is meant by the first fruit offering? Well, when the first fruits were given, the people were acknowledging God's provision, that he is the giver of all. Lord, I bring you the first fruits of all my land, of my produce, and that in doing so, I recognize that you are my provider. All that I have, you have given me. It acknowledged, as James puts it in the New Testament, that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. James chapter 1, verse 17. And as John the Baptist said in John 3.27, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. And so this first fruits offering, it recognizes that God has given me all this. God has blessed me with what I have. And I'm giving him now the first fruits in recognition and gratitude of God's abundant blessings. The first fruits also looked to the harvest that would follow. You know, the first fruits were just kind of the, the, early, the early indication that something's coming, something better, something more is coming. So I give the first fruits to the Lord in anticipation of that. The word translated first fruits is the word bakurum, which means the promise to come. So they gave the early produce, the early fruits to the Lord but they fully were aware that there's a promise coming, a promise of a greater, fuller harvest. They didn't think, oh, if I give the Lord this, then I'm not going to have anything, because right now that's all I'm showing is, is, is the first fruits. No, they gave with the promise that more is coming. The harvest is still ahead. The Israelites also saw the first fruits offering as an investment toward their future. 
They believed that if they gave God the first fruits, that God would bless the harvest that would follow. Lord, I'm going to give you these, these early fruits. And as I do that with worship, and as I rejoice in that, and I do it with a heart of gratitude, Lord, I know you're going to bless this. You're going to bless the harvest that's ahead, the harvest that's coming. Kind of the sentiments of Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10, where it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So they gave God the first fruits, believing that God was going to bless the harvest that follows. They honored the Lord with their possessions and with the first fruits. And they expected their barns to be filled and their vats to be filled to overflowing. Now there are other first fruits mentioned in, in Scripture. We see in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 20 through 23, which reads like this. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who had fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. The resurrection of Jesus is the first fruits of the harvest of resurrections to come when we're resurrected. Because he rose, his resurrection was the first fruits, our resurrection is going to be the harvest that follows. And so we, we, we look with anticipation to that. We know that, that uh, Jesus rose and he promised our resurrection as well. Our resurrection is coming, and the resurrection of Jesus is the first fruits of that promise. It's not just a hope, but a promise, and his promises are sure. Second Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God made, they are yes in Christ. God made a promise, and in Christ, it's yes, yeah, yeah. Now, the first converts in a particular area, in a new area, are also called the first fruits. 1 Corinthians 16.15 says, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits in Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. So we have some, some people in this, this, this family of Stephanus, in, in the area of Achaia, they came to the Lord. It was a brand new territory, a brand new area. The gospel reached them, and they received Christ, and they were the first fruits. Romans 6, 16, 15 says, And my beloved Epinetus, who is the first fruits in Achaia. So somehow Epinetus and Stephanus, they're connected or in the same family or in that same group. That, that got saved uh, in that new territory, and they are called the first fruits. They were the first ones. You know, when a missionary goes into an area, 
Sometimes they work for years, years before they see their first convert. Can you imagine that? Can you think how discouraging that potentially could be? Lord, I've, I've been here for a year and I haven't seen anybody come to Christ. Lord, I've been here for two years and I haven't seen anybody come to Christ. Lord, I've been here for three years and I haven't seen anybody come to Christ. But because they're faithful to what they believe God has called them, they stick with it. And then one day, someone comes forward and says, I want to be baptized. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. That is the first fruits in that territory. Can you imagine what an encouragement, encouragement that is to the missionary? I've worked and I've labored so long and I haven't seen any fruit. Well, now here's one that wants to make Jesus his Lord and Savior. Oh, it's got to be a shot in the arm for that missionary to see that first convert, the first fruits. And the first fruits shows him that there's a harvest coming. There's more coming. One got saved. You know what that means? More are going to get saved. The first fruits are the promise that more is on the way. Romans 8, 22 and 23 says, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. That goes back again to that verse about Jesus being the first fruit of his in his resurrection. But the Holy Spirit was given to us. We gave our lives to Christ. And we have the Holy Spirit with us. The Holy Spirit is, is the first fruits that there's something more coming. And we're going to receive the fullness of that harvest on that last day when, when Christ comes. And we are resurrected. That's the harvest that we are anticipating for ourselves for the church, and the Holy Spirit has been given to us as the first fruits of that promise. The resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is given to us. Those are first fruits that we can look forward to, that one day that harvest is coming. I'm going to realize and receive all the fullness of what Christ paid for on the cross. He paid for it on the cross. He gave me the Holy Spirit. He rose from the dead. My harvest is coming. It's coming. Your harvest is coming. The first fruits weren't just the earliest fruits, but they were also the best fruits. If the earliest fruit happened to be rotten, you're not going to offer that to the Lord. The Lord don't want that. He wants the first fruits, but he wants the best fruits from us. We see the story in Genesis chapter 4 of the offerings of Cain and Abel. Genesis 4 beginning at verse 3 through the first part of verse 7. And in the process of time, 
it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you ticked off? Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? Why did the Lord not respect Cain's offering? Hebrews 11:4 says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It's because when Abel brought his, he brought it with, with faith. It seems to indicate that Cain's was not with faith. Some say, well, it was because, because Abel uh, brought a, a blood offering. Well, the blood offering, the blood sacrifice hadn't been introduced yet. Cain grew stuff in the ground. Abel grew livestock. They brought what they had. The only, the only thing the Lord wants from us is what we have, not what we don't have. But if Cain would have done well. If he would have offered with faith, his offering would have been accepted just like his brother's offering was. See, when we, when we look at this, it, it seems that Abel's offering was one of faith and maybe Cain's was just out of obligation. Well, it's that time of the day or that time of the week when I got to give to the Lord. So here's, there you go. Where Abel would have said, oh, here's my opportunity to give what I have to the Lord once again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for providing for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the best one for you, Lord. I seem to think that Abel gave his best and Cain gave the leftovers. Abel gave, oh, this is the best one. There's not a, there's not a blemish. There's not a scratch. There's, there's not a spot. There's, there's not even a speck of dirt on this one. That's the one I'm going to give to the Lord. Because nothing is too good for my God. Or Cain would have gathered a few things together. Eh, that's good enough. How do we give to the Lord of our life, of our service, of whatever we give to the Lord? Do we give the best or do we give, eh, that's good enough. That's good enough for God. Cain gave the, eh, that's good enough. Abel gave the best. When faith is at work in us, we are moved to give God our best. When we are not motivated by faith, we are content with giving God our good enough. 
Abel gave the prime. Cain gave the leftovers. God is worthy of our very best in everything. He's worthy. He's worthy. Now here we are now in the New Testament times. We might ask ourselves the question, what first fruits can I give to God? What first fruits can I offer to God? I remember when Marie and I gave the first fruits of our very first garden. After we had been married for maybe a year, we planted this little garden. Oh, look at these tomatoes! We've got tomatoes! Let's bring these to church and give them to the girls that are caring for the grounds and kind of watching over things to make sure that the place is, is, is doing okay. They live there. They kind of care, were caretakers, kind of watching. It was the church we were going to after we got married. Let's, let's, let's bring these, the first fruits, and give it to the girls at church because they're serving God there. That's what we did with our first garden, the first fruits from our first garden. We gave the first tomatoes to these gals that were serving the Lord at the church we were going to. It was a nice gesture, but uh, the first fruits today really isn't about produce. Some of you know I, I wrote a kid's book called Nobody's King. <clears throat> and when I got my shipment of books, I took, opened the first box, took out the first bundle of ten, opened it up, took the very first book out. And I, I wrote a nice little note inside of it, and I gave it, to the lady, the third grade teacher, who encouraged me to go ahead and, and, and get this book published. I gave her the very first book because it was her idea that I should publish this thing. And so I, I brought that over. She was my daughter's third grade teacher. Uh, when I was encouraged by her to published the book, and a few years went by before I actually followed through with it, but I remembered if she wouldn't have kind of encouraged me to do that, I would never have done it. So I took the first fruits of that shipment of books with a heart of gratitude and excitement. I've got this book. It's been published. It's, I want you to have the very first one. Thank you for suggesting it to me that I should have this published. And she was just, she was just kind of overwhelmed that, that I would do that, give her the very first one. But uh, 
That was the first fruits, the first fruits of that, that book shipment went to her with a heart of gratitude. Now, the first thing we might think about is the first fruits of our paycheck, our tithe. We give with a thankful heart for the Lord's provision, recognizing that the Lord has provided for our needs and that we trust him in our finances. Lord, you have given me this. I worked for this, and I had the opportunity to have a job, and you've provided me this paycheck. I'm going to give you the first fruits. And so we figure out what the tithe is, and we give that to the Lord. That's what Abel would have done. What would Cain have done? He would have paid everything else off first. And if there was anything left over, well, I got some left over. That's good enough for the Lord. When we tithe, we're giving the Lord the first fruits. The first fruits of all our increase. We recognize the Lord's provision, that the Lord has provided for our needs, and that we're going to trust him with our finances. Again, we might think of that verse in Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. And for most of us, that increase is seen by, in the form of a paycheck. So we give the first fruits of that to the Lord. A few verses before that, in that same chapter of Proverbs, Proverbs speaks of trusting the Lord with all our heart and leaning not on our own understanding. Acknowledge him in all our ways. And one of the steps we might take to do that, to trust him, to lean not on our own understanding, to acknowledge him, is to honor the Lord with our possessions and with the first fruits of all our increase. Now that increase is most easily seen, for most of us, in the income we make. And so we give the first fruits to the Lord. What about the first fruits of our week? The first fruits of our week. We set aside the first part of the first day of the week, which is Sunday, we set aside that for the Lord. I'm going to give the first fruits of my week to the Lord. And so we gather together. We gather together to worship. We gather together to encourage one another. We gather together to build one another up. As we worship the Lord at the first part of the week, we're giving the Lord the first fruits. We don't give him the leftovers. Well, if it's convenient... I'll go to church. You know, we always find time for our priorities. Whatever our priority might be, we'll find time for that. You know, people give excuses why they haven't been in church. The one that I hate the most is, oh, I've just been so busy. 
God, I'm too busy to give you an hour on Sunday morning. Well, two hours. I'm too busy for you. I got plenty of time for me. I got plenty of time for my family. I've got plenty of time for my job. I've got plenty of time for my school. I've got plenty of time for my activities, but I don't have time for you. Give God your best. Give God the first fruits of your week and say Sunday morning belongs to Jesus. Sunday morning is God's. I don't remember a time when I didn't think that Sunday morning church wasn't a priority. It's Sunday. You go to church. I'm on vacation. It's Sunday morning. I go to church. I'm out of town. It's Sunday morning. I go to church. Doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing, Sunday morning belongs to Jesus. I find a church and go and worship with brothers and sisters in Christ. It's Sunday. Sunday mornings belong to the Lord. It's the first fruits of our upcoming week. We give him the first part in anticipation of what's going to happen in this week ahead. What about the first fruits of our day? Of our day. We dedicate and set aside the first part of the day for the Lord. Every day. Lord, I'm going to give you this time in the morning. I'm going to get up. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to meditate upon your word. And I'm going to do that every day because that's the first fruits of my day. Something to consider. Giving the Lord the first fruits of your day. Not the leftovers of your day if you can fit it in somewhere. You've heard me talk about this before. Chances are, if, if we don't have a specific time and place where we're going to read and pray, pretty good chance we won't. If you try to fit it in, you're not going to find a spot to fit it in. But if you set aside and say, okay, the first fruits of my day, the first hour of my day, first whatever the time slot might be for you, give that to the Lord as your first fruits offering of your day unto the Lord. Start your day off this way as the first fruits of the day that is ahead in anticipation of what God's going to do that day. We give him the first part of our week in anticipation of what's going to happen in the week ahead. We give him the first part of our day in anticipation of what the day is going to bring to us. We give the Lord the first fruits of our paycheck in anticipation that God is going to take care of things for us and we thank him for his provision. The first fruits, the best. How about we simply think of the first and best of everything we have and do as belonging to the Lord? Everything we have, everything we do belongs to the Lord, the best. What about our priorities in life? Make your priority the things of God and his kingdom. That's my priority. The things of God and his kingdom, that's my priority. That's my best fruit. My priorities belonging to the Lord is the best first fruit I can give him. 
I also give him my talents and giftings for his glory. Lord, I have this ability to do this. I feel that I have a gift in this area. Lord, I'm going to give that to you for your glory. Use it for you. Lord, if you find a way that I can use these gifts and talents for you, they're yours, Lord. I give them to you. Our families. Lord, my family belongs to you. I dedicate my family to you. All of our kids. Some of you might want to have your kids uh, dedicated. Come and talk to me. We'll dedicate your children to the Lord. Lord, I want my children to be yours. In the Old Testament, the firstborn belonged to God. Lord, we're not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. I want all my kids to belong to you. We dedicate our families to God for his honor, that our families would honor the Lord. Give your job to the Lord. My job stinks. Yeah, well, it's your job. That is the job the Lord has provided for you at this time in your life. And so you do your job to the best of your ability as if you were working that job for the Lord. You don't thank the Lord for your job, or you don't thank your boss. Uh, I'm going to do my job for my boss. You might have a boss that you can't stand. Don't do it for him, do it for the Lord. Lord, I get a job I don't like. I'd rather have something else, but this is where I'm at right now in my life, so I'm going to do my job. I'm going to offer my job to you and work my job as if you are my boss, as if you were my Lord. Well, he is your Lord. Do your job as unto him. Offer that to him. Give him your best. That's, as this all boils down, you know, give, give the Lord your best. We're going to have a little video here we're going we're gonna to show. And maybe as this song is being played, the words will be on the screen. Maybe you want to come up and say, yes, Lord, I want to give you my best. You're worthy of my best. I bring an offering of the best that I have, of what I have, of who I am, of my plans and purposes. I give them all to you as an offering because you're worthy. And so that's what it all boils down to, always giving God our best as an offering, for he is worthy of our best in all things. He is worthy of the first fruits of our lives. Amen? Amen. Maybe you, as this song is being played, you want to sing, you want to stand.